Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a spooky episode of Beyond the Blinds. As always, it's me, Kelly Williams. And Troy McKeady. And I know you are all hoping for like a scream cast grab bag or something, but what is scarier than ruining your teenage crushes or childhood crushes even? Also, what is scarier than the current state of this boy band? This poor, these poor men. Minus one. High in sync fans. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a long time coming. So I just want everyone to know we do have a Justin full episode on Patreon. This episode is more focused on the other members of the band, but there are Justin blinds sprinkled here and there. And then from 2002 to now, I pulled all of his blinds. If you were a Joey or Chris fan, don't worry, you're safe. Yeah, I would assume. So Troy, I would love to know your your InSync thoughts. I mean, InSync was my like choice boy band at the you know back in the day. I feel like I had this awareness that they were like as much as the Backstreet Boys and all of them were like MTV boy bands. InSync to me felt the most like pop culture forward. Like they were like very aware of themselves, like aware of like it almost felt like they were aware of like the gimmick of boy bands and like what was silly about them, and they kind of leaned into it. And but at the same time, they were super talented. So I, NSYNC was my choice boy band. Like I wasn't really ride or die hardcore crazy about any boy band really. I just didn't care. It was like a nice accoutrement to the girls. <laughs> but like, yeah, if I had to choose, it would have been NSYNC, I, I guess. What about you? I mean, I think everyone listening knows my loyalty still stands with Backstreet Boys right. to this day. I just try not to think of like them personally. I try and think of their music only. But I guess growing up, like I knew NSYNC was more fun. But to me, Backstreet Boys were more talented. And I still stand by that. You know, Backstreet Boys, they're a vocal harmony group. NSYNC mm-hmm. are performers. And that's the big difference to me. And I don't need anyone DMing me about like, God spent a little more time on you. I don't care. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I, 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 I think that NSYNC was just more supposed, they were supposed to be more fun. Mm-hmm. Actually, boys took themselves a little bit more serious. They were, like you said, like crooners. And it seemed like the music was more important for the Backstreet Boys, whereas like the image and the performance and like the sparks and all this stuff was like more of an NSYNC thing. Like you said, they were like performers more so. 
Exactly. And when we were talking about like maybe some little Vegas residency for them and you said they fit Vegas, that was the best way to describe them, really. Yeah, like they're they're they are camp. Mm-hmm. It feels like NSYNC had an, an awareness of camp, like even at their peak, like even just like the the whole like no strings attached vibe and that whole era. And like, I know that it was like loosely based on like, you know, per, like Lou Pearlman isn't controlling us, but like that in itself is camp. You know what I mean? Them being puppets and like, they just kind of got her like them as their their own dolls. They kind of were in on their own joke. And I just always, I guess, kind of like that. Even if I didn't recognize that that's what it was. Like, I just resonated with that. One thing I do hope for NSYNC eventually is they come up with an actual documentary. Not the boy band con. Like, I'm really sorry Lou Perlman stole a lot of money from you guys. Like, that sucks. But he also, like, stole from old people. And I know they told that story in Boy Band Con, but I would love them to do, like, a Backstreet Boys mixed with Jonas Brothers. We're on the Jonas Brothers Amazon documentary. They're like, Nick, why the fuck did you leave the band? Like, Mm -hmm. really put their feet to the fire, so to speak. Just because even like they're hot ones, it's just like, yeah, Justin left, but you know what? We're all buds again. It's like, no, I want to know what really happened. Yeah, they've been able to kind of skate around a lot of stuff and just give like, I basically think that they need to not be in charge of whatever, if they ever do that, they need to just be in it. Mm -hmm. I want Lance executive producing it because my God, like, did you really think that we wanted to sit and listen for two hours. You guys talk about losing money. And then he's like, well, we put it all on Aaron to talk about if Lou did anything. Cause like he was the closest to Lou. It's like not the best person to put in front of a camera in that state. And it's very obvious why they did that. It's like you, they all felt like Aaron had nothing to lose. And for whatever reason, you know, they all think that there's like this tinge of maybe we'll be pop stars again one day. So they put Aaron in the firing squad and he like didn't, he didn't like take the bait right but no who did Ashley Parker Angel and nobody even talked about him being like yeah Lou made advances on me or even Rich Cronin I know he passed away by the time the documentary came out but they put together he did an interview saying yeah Lou wanted me to suck his dick and said you're gonna have to do this yeah I just thought it it was like almost insulting yeah them to put that out and and include Aaron and just be like all of our money was stolen it's like like you said he did that to like thousands of people <laughs> like that's not really the unique Lou Pearlman experience like he did that to lots of elderly people so one last question before we get into the blinds who did you have like a favorite member of NSYNC has it changed over time are you surprised that Lance is kind of like the speaker of the group now I would say it is the most shocking that Lance kind of represents NSYNC (laughs) and I'm almost like good for him that he came out with the most I wouldn't say lucrative but the most like set in stone career like Lance is a host he is a host like and there's no denying that Whereas JC is like in Mal Mix commercials, you know what I mean? Like Lance knows what he's doing with his career, at least. But my favorite was always JC. And I wasn't emotionally invested enough to be like super angry about the shift between JC and Justin. But I didn't understand it because it was like the only boy band that was really doing that. Whereas all the other bands had like a pretty clear understanding of who was leading the band. Whereas like sync, they kind of... It didn't always feel clear. Even in the group, sometimes it felt like 
when they were on stage, like there were moments where Justin just wanted to be the lead that night. And then there are nights where it seemed like JC just wanted to be the lead for himself. And like, they just kind of passed it back and forth. But I was always a JC girl. Yeah, I would say same for me there. But now like Joey Fatone's like very attractive to me. And I don't know what that says about who <laughs> I am, but maybe it's because he owns like a hot dog stand and I'm very into hot dogs. Or it could be that he looked like a 30 something year old man his whole life. <laughs> You're caught, you've caught up now to his age, the way he that's, looks. That's like Kevin from the Backstreet Boys. I'm like, wow, he is the best looking, correct? <laughs> like, I just think it's hilarious. I don't think that you could say this about the Backstreet Boys because they were all pretty much attractive. But like, you could never, ever put men like this in a band today. Like, ever. Yeah, I mean, not not to be mean, but like Justin Jeffrey in 98 Degrees. It's like, hmm. What's that? I, yeah, he looks like they're like touring manager or something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess you're right. NSYNC really was like, they played into the stereotypes that were so carved out in that boy band movie together. Yes, exactly. Way better than I would say like Backstreet Boys fit into those groups or obviously like 98 Degrees did their best, but... Yeah, like they were in on their own joke. It was like easier to like, you know, bring in sync onto something and have them make fun of themselves or like joke about being pop singers or whatever. Whereas like the other boy bands took themselves so seriously that I don't think that you would think like, yeah, let's get them in here to make fun of themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're really, you're right with that. And you know what? How dare your girl take down their reunion, Troy? She did this on purpose. I know. <laughs> Poor Justin. Everywhere he tries to pivot, he just can't catch a break. So those were all opinions. Everything from here on out is alleged. And just a reminder, we still have tickets to our Boston show. By the time this comes out, you'll likely be sitting in our in the seats of the New York show or at home listening. <laughs> yeah, like you'll be listening to this to get ready for it or listening to it drunk after or something. But it will have happened. <laughs> so we're starting in 2000. This is from Filth to Go. Could it be that a member of one of those numerous boy bands has been testing the waters about coming out? So say roadies who tell me that they're having a difficult time keeping their straying singer on a short leash. They've convinced him to stay away from bars and be a bit more discreet. That hasn't curbed the pretty boy's sexual activity though. It has just taken him into a new realm, cyberspace. If you're online and chatting with a cutie looking for sex and think, gee, he looks like, don't be surprised if he is. You're in luck because Billy always has his laptop handy. Feel free to send your naughty notes to me via email and I promise to get back to you as soon as I finish chatting with, oops, almost did it again. And it says it's either Lance or JC trying to digital get down. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think I don't, JC is not like out or whatever, but it would be so interesting to hear about like, I don't know, it would just be cool to hear about the groupie experience from somebody who was gay. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, Lance, you're out now. Can we hear about you fucking on tour? Because all I've ever heard my whole life is teenage girls beating on hotel room doors and throwing panties and their moms trying to lose their virginity and all this shit. What were you doing? You know what I mean? Like, I would love to hear about that. To be honest, this episode actually makes me a tiny bit nervous because of how online Lance is. Yeah. So Lance, if you're listening, like, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> it would be such an interesting perspective because we've nobody's ever really heard that perspective of a boy band member. Not even like in Menudo or anything, like not a single boy band has ever talked about that. And you're not mute anymore, Lance. You're allowed to speak. They're allowing you to be the forefront of NSYNC now. Does he have a book? No, but I'm sure one's coming. Lance 
would be a great person to write a book, honestly. How many chapters would be about Brittany, though? Like half of it. It would be called like My Distant Cousin or whatever he is. <laughs> <laughs> this is from page six. Could it be that a member of a rival boy band has declared the Backstreet Boys finished? Yes, he's been telling anyone who will listen that the boys are no longer the new flavor and that their disappointing record sales only <laughs> only prove that they're on their way out. Honey, watch your back. And <laughs> an even newer flavor is right around the corner. And that's Chris Kirkpatrick. <laughs> the only Chris blind is him talking shit about Backstreet Boys. Not Miss Box Braids himself, Chris <laughs> Kirkpatrick. Mr. Fu Manchu clothing line. Oh my God, poor Chris. We're now in 2001 and this is from Star Magazine. Girls love this chart-topping pop star because he's so handsome and ultra sexy. He has a longtime girlfriend, but one thing they don't agree on is drugs. She doesn't do them, but he likes to go on occasional binges. She seems oblivious to the fact that when he does indulge, he hits on guys. Recently, he ended up in the jacuzzi at a Hollywood A-list drug party. As usual, his girlfriend wasn't there. After he took ecstasy, he was heard begging a cute guy sharing the jacuzzi for sex. The guy turned him down, but he can't stop gossiping about the incident. And that is J.C. Chazay. <laughs> Good for him. This is also from page six. Which squeaky clean heartthrob spent a recent night in his suite at the Chateau Marmont snorting piles of cocaine off a glass table with about a dozen hard partying pals? And that is Justin. I will also say that there needs to be like a really good book written about the Chateau. Like just all of these celebrity experiences there, stories, the ghost stuff, like Lindsay Lohan's crazy bill that she wouldn't pay. Like, I would love like a book about all of the stuff that's happened at that hotel. Honestly, Troy, I think you could be an author if you want. <laughs> I think I have it right here. <laughs> if anybody wants <laughs> to publish. We're now in 2004 and this is another filth to go blind. Could it be that one of our own has been moonlighting on the red carpet? I'm not going to say which award show it was, but some of my fans were quite surprised to see the golden boy trying to come up with questions for the folks he was interviewing. Why would anyone hire him? Quote, maybe someone thought that he could provide the gay perspective, said one fan, or at the very least, the closet perspective. Instead of shooting for the stars, I think the kid would have been better off singing for his supper. Oh my God. It's been eons since he's shoved it down someone's throat. So often it's the other way around. And that's about Lance Bass. If there's any like younger generations, Gen Z listening, you need to understand like Lance Bass was supposed to go to the moon. Yeah. We had a pop star training to be an astronaut. The early 2000s were make-believe. And honestly, I'm thinking right now, and it's like so funny to me that at this time, he was publicly like really good friends with Kathy Griffin. And, like, we didn't, like, know he was gay. <laughs> I guess I didn't follow Lance closely, but were there a lot of rumblings about him specifically? Because I know with all boy bands, what is the parody song for Backstreet Boys? Which Backstreet Boy is gay? And yeah. so I want it that way. Were there rumblings about Lance specifically or just, like, boy bands in, or NSYNC in general? I mean, I guess it was NSYNC in general, but for, and I'm sure like the NSYNC heads out there listening will have much, a much better perspective. But to me, it was always just like Lance was like the quiet one. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like he didn't even talk enough to be able to speculate about his sexuality because he never spoke. I know. And even when he showed up for like the Justin and Aaliyah teen people photo shoot, 
Yeah. I feel like it's because JC was sick or something. Yeah. Like it was always really weird when Lance would like show even like a little personality, which I think is very common of the gay experience where like you water, especially for like gay men, like you water down your personality because you think if you soften all the edges, then it won't be so obvious that you're gay. So he really was like mostly mute and he would mumble a couple extremely deep voiced thoughts every (laughs) once in a while. But I don't remember ever really hearing him talk. Like, I mean, especially in a in a band with Justin. I mean, <laughs> I know, because I was gonna say, I remember Justin obviously with the microphone always on TRL, and then Joey would make a weird joke, and people would be like, yeah. "Oh, Joey's the prankster," and then just keep yeah. it moving. Joey had that good like drunk uncle kind of humor. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. We're now in 2005, and it looks like this is a Ted Casablanca blind. You think Toothy Tile is the only dude out there doing high jumps over the sexuality fence? Uh Uh-uh. Chump Dump is up to his girly hairdo and politically motivated mushy goings on. See, CD had a red hot career at one time, making the real girlies go gaga over his supposedly boyish charm. Little did the screaming fans know it was their older bros at home who Chump would have preferred to see squealing with wide-eyed delight. Now he's not hot so, but wait. New projects are in the works, so new honey pies are required. Don't worry, faster than you can say devil's food cake sale, said significant other, has been arranged. Photographed and properly publicity spun, only probs being the following. Dump's got better hair, bad move, and Chump's boyfriend is fit to be untied. Expect trouble. And it's not Tom Cruise, Tobey Maguire, or Jerry O'Connell. It is Lance Bass. I will say Lance was like, as quiet as he is, he loves a pap moment, or he used to. He still does. He loves attention. Are you kidding me? Lance Bass, <laughs> hey Lance, if you're listening. It is so funny to me that he has spent, what, a decade kind of like dragging Justin, like making little jabs here and there. And then he has the audacity to be like, we should all practice forgiveness. It's like, Lance, you're just saying this because you're it's messing up your money, which I get. Like, I'd be mad too. But like, you've been doing this for a long time you hate him with us come on oh justin will never like you lance bass right and he'll always see you as his like ball and chain that he occasionally has to acknowledge or whatever you know and i just think it's so funny that like after all these years of people begging and saying to get back together justin then basically uses them as like a publicity thing to try and turn the public's perception of him into anything positive and it was so obvious like it, the timing of it was just so like oh really but do you think he's like a little happy that now he doesn't have to do any like big reunion thing with them anymore he's like you know what Brittany? thanks for dragging me to the pits of hell because like hanging out with them was worse well i wonder if he wishes now that he would have just not because it used to be like so on his terms right like he was the beyonce mm-hmm And now he's like the tarnished. It's like now they all look so much better. Like they could do like a reunion even without him because he's like the tarnished member. Whereas it used to be he was like, you know, the messiah of NSYNC. Yeah, I mean, Internet's been saying for years, and I think we have too, that JC is the clear lead singer and the better singer. So I'm sure that bothers him. His last Mm -hmm. album sucked. Like, Justin, this is what happens when you push it too far. (laughs) Yeah, and now him and Jessica Biel are waking up in cold sweats together. <laughs> Jessica Biel's like, I didn't ask for this. I asked for a chocolate shop. Yeah, <laughs> and a beard. Act accordingly. <laughs> this next blind is from Pop Bitch. 
Which former teen band idol copped off a gay sauna last week with a rather cute rent boy? Mr. Lance Bass, allegedly. And this is from the 3AM Girls. Which R&B star protests that he's in love with his current girlfriend, but plagues his ex with romantic texts? The crooner even dedicated one of his hits to the, quote, lucky lady. So that is Justin and the lucky lady being, of course, Britney. So the next blind is from 2006. And I just want to remind you guys that we do not write blinds. We will credit people who do. So buckle up for a Ted Casablanca blind. <laughs> One lucky bastard blind vice. How does one describe Chumpy Lumpy? He's not hot. Hell no. He's almost cute in that neighbor who feeds your cat and leaves a smiley note on the counter sort of way. Chumpy's the guy your sister would describe as super nice. But if you ask your siblings if she wanted to do him, she would swat you with her nail polish, roll her eyes, and start talking about how hot Johnny Depp is. Regardless, get a hold of the following. The rumors that Mr. Lumpy is hooking up with the semi-famous hunk prance butt have been around for a long while. Good for Chump, I said to myself, because hey, who doesn't like to see a has-been doofus get some play, right? But geez, yesterday I found out Chumpy L is is double dude dipping. He's been doing the night shift nookie with yet another famous boob tube fixture. Siny Slim, an utterly buff, ready, corn-fed thing who seems to specialize in one-hour chocolates. And that was just too much information. I lost my fruit salad. Why is this happening? I mean, I don't know whether I want to high-five Chumpy Babe or force him to meet me at Equinox so I can show him how to do crunches. His abs would probably come back pretty fast. See? I mean, surely he's still somewhat lithe from his physically demanding yesteryears, eh? And Chumpy Lumpy being Lance Bass, Prance Butt being Rishin Lemkul, and it says Gay Dude from Amazing Race, and then Siony Slim being Ty Pennington. What a, what a crew there. So Riken is actually famous for, the gays will know this, there was a reality show on Logo like 10, maybe 12 years ago where they tried to do like a Real Housewives thing, but for gays called The A-List. And I think they made it to like Dallas. There was an A-List Dallas. The show itself was fucking incredible. If you can find it, it's such good reality TV. It got canceled because it was a quote, bad representation of whatever as all reality shows are their first year. But it's so good. And Riken is like the star kind of. And he's known for at that point, like just being hot. He was on Amazing Race. And I want to say he had like a thruple with Mark Jacobs or something. But it's a great, it's a great, great, great show. And also, Riken and Lance were like a really hot couple. If you Google them, it was good. All the way. <laughs> I'll take a look as you read the next one. <laughs> this is from Billy Masters. At Gay Pride Los Angeles Pride Fest, in the midst of all the revelry, I spent some time with an out luminary who was there all by his lonesome. The reason was crystal clear. His bow is still closeted, causing the couple constant conflict. I don't envy either of them. The one who was out and proud and clearly angst-ridden or the one who thinks that he'll lose fans by being himself. I expect any announcement any day now. And that is when Lance was dating Riken. Riken looks like a Ken doll. Yeah. Like he he looks like a guy that in the early 2000s was like, well, I'm a model, but right now I'm working as a server. He would have like a mainstay on 7th Heaven or something. Yeah. The next blind is from 2007, and it's from the New York Daily News. Which still-closeted former boy bander was making sure nobody got pictures of him with his handsome Spanish escort at a recent European charity event? Allegedly, Mr. J.C. Chazé. 
This openly gay male pop star must be thinking of changing teams because he was spotted making out and groping a female fan on Wednesday night. <laughs> That's Lance groping a female. And just a reminder, if we don't say where the blind is from, well, we'll say it now. It's from crazydaysandnights.net. NT Lawyer writes them. And we do pull a lot of blinds from there. So many that we don't always give credit for every single blind, but we want to give credit now and give a lot of credit because if you don't hear us tell you where the blind is from, crazydaysandnights.net, make sure to check it out. He's Oz. This next blind is from the 3AM Girls. Which star on his recent video shoot insisted staff didn't look at him or call him by his first name? He justified his odd behavior by saying he didn't want any distractions. And that's something I've heard Justin Timberlake doing on many sets. Like not wanting people to look at him? Yeah, don't look at me, don't talk to me, talk to my people before you talk to me. Like very much like I am better than you don't talk to me. Oh, I'd be like glad, thank God, thank God I don't have to hear that that shrill voice. <laughs> We're now in 2008 in the Smlaney's gossip. Two boys in the city. First fellow has been the subject of gay speculation for years. He's had the luxury of hiding behind those with a higher profile and then later in obscurity while others have dominated the smutty landscape. Not that it would matter either way, but it's been decided for the greater good by a committee that he remained vague about the fact that he likes boys better than girls. Vague is better than fraud, and picking up in gay town is much better than doing a 70s style in the forest like George Michael. Now that he's single, having broken up with a long-term boyfriend with whom he was living with openly back home, he was seen at 2 a.m. very recently in an area where the homos hang propositioning a male acquaintance to join him back at the hotel. Unfortunately, he had his signals crossed. The object of his sleepover was not interested. Second fellow is a full-on fraud, and it would appear that his now defunct relationship as an attempt was an attempt to cover a close friendship that was tingling all of our smutty senses. The man who made him has since leaked several stories to make sure his female fan base doesn't defect, which is why the next night across town at the after parties, he felt secure enough to make out hard and wet, boogie and get down with a boy, rather lay on his feet in more ways than one, but much less famous. Now he and Brittany have something in common. So the first fellow being JC, who the blinds always say hid behind Justin Timberlake as a way to keep his name out of the spotlight and not be known for being gay, I guess. And then the second fellow being Chase Crawford, who, quote, dated Carrie Underwood. Of course, I guess that's would be the first of many JC and Chase blinds. <laughs> Honestly, not as many as you would think, but I will always, always think that those two were a couple. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, especially like famous people who have a lot of money, I'll never believe that they need roommates. Right. I mean, I don't know what decade it is, <laughs> but like, really? That's giving I Love Lucy era. Give me He's Rock Hudson. Yeah. Roommates, come on now. <laughs> Which top anchor is a bottom? Which pop star is a top? Or so goes the legend. Actually, he and one of his hot boyfriends switched positions and loved it. The top anchor being Anderson Cooper and the pop star being Lance Bass. In her prime, she had sexual flings with male celebrities that she was attracted to. She liked it hard, rough, from the front and from the back. Anything went. She was like an adult star in the bedroom. A real beast in bed with no limits. After sex was over, she would try and say, get the fuck out. She's not as hot as she once was, and she's a bit insecure. Unbeknownst to her, her boyfriend is somewhat gleeful because he has never forgiven her for cheating on him with a famous man. Due to various woes, her ego is somewhat fragile, and boyfriend couldn't be happier since she now uses him as a crutch to lean on. 
We are hearing rumors that the boyfriend has her somewhat brainwashed. He has her thinking that she is lucky to be with him, and he holds her lackluster career over her head every chance he gets. She's becoming a shell of her former self behind closed doors without a wounded ego. So that is Janet when she was with Jermaine Dupree and having slept with Justin. And I believe that, first of all, I 100% believe that Jermaine Dupree was abusive to her. And I also believe 100% that Janet is like one of the wildest fucking women in the bedroom. Like just pegging queen, BDSM queen, all of the queens of all the kinks and all the things. Like I, Janet would scare me. <laughs> I mean, when we read her blinds and I think it was the Matthew McConaughey episode, I was like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> We're now in 2009. This former boy bander has been begging his former group to go out on tour again because he has no money. Some bad investments in spending a ridiculous amount on toys and gambling has left him with no money. He doesn't want to have to declare bankruptcy because then everyone will find out who is his biggest creditors are and they are not a good list. Lance Bass. Lance has some crazy shady undercover business dealings like he teeters in that Ryan Seacrest group what do you mean like the evil gay mafia yeah like Lance is like someone who's allowed beyond the the satanic velvet rope (laughs) oh for sure he's definitely gone on those like tunnels that we read about outside of Coachella or whatever and Merv Griffin's like weird space house If you guys don't know what we're talking about, please listen to the Ryan Seacrest episode. Yeah, it's like very underrated, to be honest. I agree. Ryan Seacrest was fucking demonic. He was one of the craziest people we've talked about. (laughs) We're now in 2010, and this is another Ted Casablanca blind. Closeted movie star gets cockier, literally. We first met Parrish McGuire when he was just a young movie star and gay. (laughs) Then we checked in on him and found out that the dimpled diva was starting to get his serious gay on. In public places too. How very toothy tile of him. You go boy. So what's the stud whose fame is on the rise every freaking day doing now that's catching our radar? Our gaydar, I should say. Duh, the darling, adorable, dimpled parish has been getting even more comfortable with the gay community, frequenting a famous Hollywood social player's pad more and more lately. The party host has been known to have notoriously gay bashes, inviting only the hottest of the hot. And they just keep getting younger, don't they? And since most everyone at those hot-ass bashes is out and proud, or at least that's what you'd think, little is done not in the open. Indeed, these are the same shindigs some of our other sexually swinging blind vice alums have been going to for ages. How terribly boy-on-boy chic. So Parrish is one of the host's new favorite boys. And from the way Parrish has been acting at these gatherings, you would think that the guy is ready to come out in a freaking People magazine article. But trust, he's not doing that anytime soon. Let's give it at least two more years. What the heck is Pear Pear thinking? How would his devoted fan base react to the news that his little hunk is getting it on with other little hunks in increasingly public places? And why have none of the other partygoers ratted him out? We think it's because no one wants to be kicked out of these sex-filled get-togethers. To be perfectly honest, once you're in, you're in. And that circle of celebs is far too elite to risk booting by blabbing to the rags. Then again, you're reading about it now, aren't you? So the Parrish McGuire being Taylor Lautner and the party host being Lance Bass. So there you have it. Yeah, there it is. I just answered my question, I guess. I wonder, those parties must be like Brian Singer parties, right? I would assume. Yeah. And I I bet it's like, yeah, like a a lot of the same people. What's up, Podwall? Oh my God, Lance. 
This male, openly gay, B-list pop singer has been doing everything he can to get a date with this former A-list male singer who still has A-plus list name recognition. Even though the former A-lister has been married to a woman, there have been rumors he's bi and the full-on effort by our B-list singer has been working. So the B-list pop singer, it says either Lance Bass or Adam Lambert in the A-plus lister being David Bowie. For some reason, I think it was more Adam Lambert than a Lance kind of kind of thing i agree like i i don't i pictured adam lambert being more david bowie's vibe i don't know that's when so did lance come out even i don't remember i just remember his magazine cover like he had a cover that was kind of like ellen's yeah he came out in 2006 and it's because perez was gonna out him oh yeah of course yes yeah perez was ready to out him because i believe he was spotted walking out of like a p-town bar or something or a provincetown bar I want to say he was with Riken and he was like wasted in the photos. Mm, okay. Like he's drunk, drunk. Like you can tell he like let his guard down and was like walking out of a bar with his boyfriend, you know? Right. Yeah, I think you're right with that. And he did a People magazine spread and, and all that. Yeah, he had like a, yep, I'm gay. I don't know if it was exactly like Ellen's, but it was like pretty damn close. No, you're right. I mean, well, Clay Aiken had the, yes, I'm gay. And then <laughs> Lance just had, I'm gay. Oh, okay. <laughs> And Ellen had yup. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mine will be, duh, I'm gay. Mine will be like, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gay, maybe? I'm gay, question mark. <laughs> We're now in 2011, and this is from Buzz Photo. This once popular boy bander was so drunk at a club last weekend that his pals had to escort him out of the club and one drove him home. He woke up the next morning in bed naked with one of his buddies. Both are not sure if anything happened or if their friends placed them there as a joke. That is the most Joey Fatone fucking frat house. Like he woke up with like beers, like with 40 ounces duct taped to his hands. Joey Fatone was in a boy band cracks me up like you know how in like Legally Blonde they're like do you think she just woke up and decided I want to go to Harvard Law do you think Joey Fatone just woke up and was like I want to be in a boy band it's hilarious because he's always just given like older brother kind of douchey uncle vibes like he just is so the opposite of any man that's ever been in like a boy band his character in my big fat Greek wedding is Joey Fatone (laughs) Yeah. And to be honest, I don't even know if I know what Joey's voice sounds like. I think I accidentally heard it on TikTok and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard Joey sing solo. Even when I heard Lance sing, he has like a bass as his voice and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, Lance randomly sings. He like sings like Vin Diesel with talks. It's like so random. And Chris Kirkpatrick sings like fucking Tinkerbell. He sings how I talk. <laughs> We're now in 2012, and this is from The Village Voice. This is such a funny blind item. Which ex-boy bander picked up a guy who was thrilled about it until the next morning because the guy said, quote, he was singing show tunes in my shower. I just wanted him to fucking leave. Lance Bass. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) Now would be a good time to let you know that this week's episode is sponsored by Quince. I love high-end luxury goods as much as the next person, but my wallet isn't on the same page. That was until I found Quince. Quince is my go-to place for luxury essentials at prices within reach. Quince creates timeless classics that never go out of style, and you'll have them in your closet forever. Quince's capsule wardrobe must-haves like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, and flattering pants make putting together any outfit that much easier. The best part? 
all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I've told you guys that I'm on the forever hunt for stuff for my apartment. This is the first apartment that I've ever lived in that I really truly care about. And I want nice pieces in here. And that's my personal favorite thing about Quince. They have really great hand-woven rugs. They have really, really, really good comforters, gorgeous throw pillows. They also have art for your walls. So a few weeks ago, I was working on a gallery wall and I got a couple things because pretty much any pieces that you buy, they kind of work together. So I just love this stuff because of the way that it fills up the space in my living room, honestly. Get affordable luxury with Quince. Go to quince.com slash blinds for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash blinds to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash blinds this show is sponsored by better help it's almost the end of the year and that's always a tough time i know a lot of people that suffer with seasonal depression for me personally the holidays are tough not everyone has the best family situation there are just a lot of feelings that the holidays can bring up for people so this time of the year can be a lot and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it but adding something new to your life can counteract some of those feelings Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. So for me, I personally love therapy. I think everyone should do it. I just started up therapy again, and it just makes me feel so much lighter. It's really nice to learn coping skills. I am someone who likes to push a lot of things down until I boil over, and that is not a healthy way to be. I'm also not always great with boundaries, so therapy helps me with that. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com blinds today to get 10% off your first month. That is help, H-E-L-P dot blinds. And we pick up in 2014, this former A-list closeted boy bander, who would still be A-list if the band was together, spent some of his holiday out of the country where he indulged in his love for teenage Thai boys. And that is allegedly J.C. Chazé. This gay former boy bander is being cheated on by his boyfriend. Well, I guess he could be giving styling tips to another guy while naked in the spa in West Hollywood. Okay, poor Lance. What former boy bander knows two of his former bandmates are still in the closet, but he can't stop blabbing about how gay they are. So the boy band being in sync, the boy bander being Lance, and the two in the closet being JC and Justin. What do you think about the Justin being gay stuff? I actually... I don't think that. I think Justin is definitely someone who would like go up to a gay guy and probably like get head from a guy, but not like think of it as anything. Mm -hmm. I guess that is like bisexual, but I think Justin just thinks everyone wants to fuck Justin. Yeah. Which couldn't be me. I could not have that headspace. So I don't know if that is bisexual or just like narcissism. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure that that's like the case with a lot of people in Hollywood, to be honest. I think that Justin likes to dip his toe and dabble and, you know, I, I agree. I don't know if I would, I don't know if I think he would ever 
call himself like bi or fluid or whatever but i think that he's dabbled in the dark arts and i think that you know during like the prime of his like young in hollywood hot boy era i think justin used his public persona as a way to hide what he was doing behind the scenes Okay. No, that makes total sense. I think it must be hard for like any of the boy banders, whether it's, you know, like new edition or one direction, it doesn't matter the whole span. Like when you were Backstreet Boys used to all sleep in the same bed on a tour bus mm-hmm. to watch porn with Lou Pearlman all together. Like I almost feel like the lines that they had blurred could be not nothing compared to the lines that like we as people who aren't celebrities could understand. 1000%, especially boy bands. Right. Because honestly, it's pretty gay if you think about it. Like the whole concept, <laughs> the whole concept's kind of gay. Yeah, it is. It's like, the like you said, the lines are so blurred. And I also think, you know, what's unfortunate about being uh, like a Lou Pearlman product is that Lou wasn't very secretive about his favorites, if you will. Right. I mean, if you guys haven't read the van, I believe it's Vanity Fair, all about the boys, Lou Pearlman article, please mm-hmm. do so. Yeah, maybe we should repost it or something because we have posted it before. We've talked about it in the past, obviously, but it really gives you a, a better understanding of like how all of this worked. And like in a nutshell, if you were Lou's favor or if you were somebody who was willing to like participate in Lou's fucked up games, he would reward you. Make me uncomfortable. Lou would reward you, you know? In, in that article, I believe it was a Backstreet Boy mom. I'm guessing Howie's mom, because Howie's mom was always around, mm-hmm. found photos of Lou with a boy band member in a jacuzzi. Yeah. And it made her very uncomfortable. They didn't specify which boy band. I'm guessing Backstreet Boys, but it could have been, you know, it could have been O-Town. It could have been In Sync. Right. Like he had so many in his arsenal. I guess it would have had to be either Backstreet Boys or In Sync if a Backstreet Boy mom found it, but still. And what was the guy's name from LFO that used to talk, like that used to speak about it? What was his uh, name? Rich Cronin. Rich. I remember in that article, he said, you know, there were so many times when like he would walk up the stairs to Lou's bedroom and like, you know, there'd be like a, a lead member of a boy boy band and they're doing shit with him and you know all of a sudden then that lead member would be like in the front of the band more and he really was kind of alluding to it being Justin because he was kind of talking about like how like Lou would switch the places of the members that he liked more at the time and Rich's story is really crazy so I'll just if it's okay tell it now so he said I believe it was on Howard Stern that he was called to Lou's office and Lou was like I hate to do this to you but it makes me sick I even have to do this because those European men, they're sickos. He kept like, you know, I really want to make you guys popular, but I don't think you're going to want to do this. So, you know, they're going to ask you to give them hand jobs and blow jobs. And I don't want them to be your first and you do a bad job and then you lose out on all the success. So like, you can try it on me first if you want. And the thing is, Rich was like in his 20s. He wasn't some young 14 year old. I believe he was like 21, 22. And he was like, what the fuck? Right. So that's how I think he would try and get these boys. Because even with Ashley Parker Angel, it was back rubs. Lou liked to give a lot of back rubs. And with Ashley, he'd be like, you know, guys in, guys in the industry want you to give them back rubs, but you can do it on me first. And maybe like take your shirt off so we can make sure you're in good shape. And it also speaks to the fact that he would always take them to like Germany and right all of these European places. And it was like, it just felt like our pop stars were like 
all based out of Europe, even though they were from America, they were always in Europe. And then you find out later, it's like, because they can just do more with teenagers in Europe than they can in, in the States and they can get away with way more. Exactly. It's so crazy. And I did see, I think Paramount Plus is doing like an in-depth Backstreet Boys in sync thing, but I <laughs> hope it's truly in-depth. I hope yeah. that it doesn't just talk about like how fans went so crazy. It's like, talk about the abuse that Lou Pearlman, because even if he did not sexually assault any of those boy band members, it was still abuse. He had them working like 18 hour days when they were like 14 years old. Right. And like, I'm sorry, but he's been dead for how long? Right. I mean, at this point, like NSYNC's been broken up for 20, 15 years. Like if we're going to keep having these boy bands shoved in our faces for the nostalgia, can we at least like talk about the elephant in the room at this point? It's been a very, really long time. And not just that he was a sixth member and stole $28 million, which sucks. Right. I'm not trying to say that doesn't suck, but. Yeah, but we've known that for a very long time. You've noticed <laughs> it's no strings attached. <laughs> Literally. That's actually wild to think about for real and I guess like it bums me out because obviously it would be really hard to talk about it if it did happen to any of those boy bands but I mean it just happened to like why don't we a newer boy band so this abuse is going to continue to happen right so what about why don't we this former A-list singer is now a hang on any way he can to B-list the name is the only thing saving him from obscurity you would think that all of the talking about women he does that he would have had a girlfriend or date someone nope all guys all the time and is loving his new tour where he finds a new guy every night so that's saying that it's either John Mayer or JC Chazé when was JC on tour yeah exactly <laughs> he wishes <laughs> This former A-list singer, while doing part of a group turned B-list celebrity who never sings any longer, is getting married and is totally bending over backwards and has changed the wedding date multiple times just so he can get one A-list guest to come. No one else matters to him except getting this guest to the wedding. And that's Lance Bass wanting Justin to be at his wedding. And guess what? Justin never showed. He didn't go. And again, at the time when it was like, you know, he was the golden boy of NSYNC still, like them being associated with him because he was so famous still made them think that their star was rising or something. And now it's just so funny that it's so insanely opposite. Like he's the one with comments turned off on his Instagram and Chris Kirkpatrick can go around with Moesha braids and do whatever he wants, you know? when Justin got married Chris was in Italy and everyone was like oh my god Chris is gonna be at the wedding like we always knew Chris and Justin were the yeah. closest and he, Chris was like nah I just happened to be there to propose to my fiance like my girlfriend at the time <laughs> no nah, I wasn't invited though thanks Justin said who is that oh <laughs> we're now in 2016 Previously, I wrote a blind about this cable bachelor type show and the star of it who was still escorting. Now, there have been pictures and videos released of things the star did for clients, and they are some of the most shocking things that you would ever see. Actually, you would probably look at one and then go back to your happy place. The producers of the show are going crazy. This is what happens when you put the former boy bander in charge. So this is when Lance was producing Meet My Prince Charming, and they're talking about Robert Sepulveda. If you want to look him up. But yeah, I mean, when you tell Lance Bass to like cast a reality show with gays, I'm going to assume that some of them are escorts and I'm going to assume that Lance has slept with them. Yeah. Is what it is. It is what it is. We're now in 2018 and the next blind I'm going to read, try and remember it for like a later date. 
Everyone is talking about a recent surprise performance. Well, it all happened because the closeted surprise performer went on a couple of dates back in the day with the person having the show, who just so happens to be our favorite closeted former actor who's going to get an Emmy nomination. And that is J.C. Chazé and good old Darren Chris. You can't make it through an episode like this without Darren showing up somewhere. And what's so weird is I feel like JC would just pop up at random events. I'll never forget, you know, that Hey Ho song. I think Lumineers sing it. Mm -hmm. He showed up at some like fraternity to sing it to a sorority to invite them to homecoming. I'm like, who is fucking JC Chazé in this fraternity to get him (laughs) to come sing this? He's like that meme of Lil Mama where she's like, I'm happy, I'm working, I'm on my way to a gig. And then they show her at a kid's pool party. Listen, she's making money somehow. No, but that is crazy. He he really did show up at a lot of weird places. And I remember before I associated him or maybe even knew who Aaron Podwall was, I would be like, how does he get invited to these crazy parties? Like, why is he a must-have on Elton John's Oscar night? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I was just like, I can't wrap my head around it. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this former A-list boy band member is still A-list in name recognition, but C-list at best in his recent work. He's hoping that by publicly supporting that disgraced A-list director, that if and when the director comes back from exile, that the former boy bander can land an acting gig. So yeah, basically he is Peter Pettigrew. So that's Lance maintaining a friendship with Brian Singer, which is like, should surprise no one. And see, again, that means that Lance and JC have this whole world together that like nobody talks about at all like they are always at the same pool parties you know oh god like chris colfer wakes up in a cold sweat whenever he hears either of their names <laughs> oh god we're now in 2019 and this blind item is just silly this closeted former a-list boy bander got secretly married to a man the former boy bander does his best to stay out of the spotlight and that's allegedly jc Chazé. and that also confuses me I'm like, they go back and forth between like, he doesn't want to be famous and he does everything he can to stay out of the spotlight and he would never want to really be the lead of NSYNC and blah, blah, blah. But then they're like, he's D-list and wishes to God he could get a, any role doing anything. What do you think the truth is? I kind of think that it lies somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't I don't know if he does want to be super famous because he really gets to like kind of live his life and do whatever he wants. And nobody talks about how crazy his life actually is. That he's like always at these VIP cabanas with like twinks running around and speedos. And he just gets to like be out and doing that, I guess, because he's not that famous. But then I do wonder, like, it's got to be really shitty. He's got a gorgeous voice. He's so talented. He was the most talented member of that band. Everybody knows it. And he's just sitting on this talent, like, not really doing anything with it. I think he got blackballed or blackmailed. I'm not sure which one yet. By the industry. I think Justin's team blackmailed or blackballed him from Mm. letting JC actually become an artist. That is my like theory 100% because now with like One Direction, I mean, Niall, Zayn, and Harry all sound different Mm because there's space for them in all their different little pockets. But when like in sync, everyone was pop. 
there was no real, and I know Justin was like pop R&B, but still like there was no other avenue. Cause I think if JC could have done what like Niall did with just the guitar and like songwriting, he mm. would have been perfect, but there just wasn't space for that. Cause early 2000s, only like Michelle Branch was allowed to sing with the guitar. That's very true. And like all of the male, like boy band members, like the natural thing would have been to do R&B pop. Yeah. And even like, say if JC is closeted who would have all that information the boys in NSYNC and who would use it Justin's spiteful fucking mean ass that's actually a really good theory like I've never really thought about that but like when you think about it there's absolutely no reason really that JC's solo songs did so poorly like it doesn't make logical sense given how famous he was it's not since first solo music was so out of this world like you know what I mean? Rock your body. It wasn't like he was reinventing the wheel. And like you could say JC's first few songs were terrible for sure. But yeah. we also had like other awful artists we were listening to. Like when you're 11, you don't care. That's exactly it. Like they're terrible now in retrospect. But at the time, how could you really debate what terrible pop song was worse than the other? You know, right. it's actually really funny. I never I never thought about it that way. But I could totally see Justin being like, no, you can't let him. We have to cut him at his ankles. Cut right. that corner. <laughs> he said off with her head <laughs> we're now in 2020 it only managed to last one season there were big hopes for the reboot club mickey mouse of a show that originally got its start decades earlier the mickey mouse club and the all-new mickey mouse club and made huge stars out of half a dozen people Brittany, christina justin jc carrie hilson what <laughs> Not Carrie Hilson, Carrie Russell. <laughs> Pretty girl rocking up there. <laughs> Literally always on my mind. Ryan Gosling, Nick Carter, huge stars. It was doomed from the beginning. It skewed way older than the original reboot. One of the reasons was the executives wanted people who could move straight from the show into movies or older television shows. Plus, they wanted to be able to get more work out of them and not have their parents hovering. Oh, they were all still underage. They just happened to all be teenagers rather than tweens. This incarnation of the Mickey Mouse Club featured eight Mouseketeers who ranged in age from 15 to 18, rather than 8 to 14 like the original. Another reason it ended so quickly was the jungle. That is what the stars of the show, most of whom you will never hear from again, had to endure when once a week executives of the show and the company would take the group out to a long abandoned portion of land owned by the studio and ply them with drugs and alcohol before trying to sexually assault them. Often they would try even without those things, but those were supposed to be bonding experiences in this abandoned scary never to be seen by the public for fear of prosecution area. One of the actresses said it was obvious these executives had been there before. There were lots of bottles and trash and even cots set up in sheltered areas later used decades earlier. Ugh. Apparently, employees of the company, also underage, at least in regards to drinking, were often taken to the area and coerced into sex or other sexual activities for promotions or raises. Apparently, too much time was spent by executives planning these outings and not enough time for the show which bombed. And we've read that blind before. And it's like kind of always the thing that runs through my mind when I hear any of these people reminiscing about the Mickey Mouse Club. Because you just know. I mean, you just, it's Disney. You know what I mean? And it was like a, a weird, like very specific group of kids that was like different than what they had been doing with all these stage parents coming from all over the place. And they were specifically, they were in Florida. Yeah. It's not even like they were in LA. They were in what fucking Clearwater or something next to Scientology. 
Right. It's so bizarre. I know. I always thought that like Florida was a strange spot to make like kids Hollywood Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Like it's so weird and random and it just feels like one of those things where they're like, well, we can get away with a lot here. Mm-hmm. Oof. I wonder if the former boy bander turned celebrity will reveal the secrets about the former sugar daddies of this male reality star. And that is Lance Bass being besties with Jax Taylor. This next blind item is called A Journey. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios in Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliei was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks of 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after. Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com blinds. I think the book idea is probably too toxic to sell. However, there are several magazines that I think would make a nice 10,000 word monstrosity of a feature about some of what this guy is pitching. He's coming from the angle of someone who was a lover slash confidant to the subject. Essentially, he says that this B-list singer slash host, Lance Bass, who was A++ back in the day, feels as if he has kept his mouth shut and deserves more. Why did he have to keep his mouth shut? Because he knows about several guys an A-list singer has been with over time. The A-list singer is married and having any of his past like that is not a place he wants to go or come near or see down the road. The B-lister thinks the A-lister should be more cooperative. As crazy as it is, that is just one part of the story. 
This person also claims that while he and the B-lister were a couple, they were partying a few years ago on a yacht in the Mediterranean with a bunch of European celebrities neither of them knew, but it was a fun party and lots of people. It was a good time. The yacht was docked and some people who had yachts moored at other parts of the pier would stop by and other party goers too. He remembers one pair who he thought were 100% European. They were tanned beyond belief and had longer hair. It was two men on either side of a woman. One of the men recognized the B-list singer slash host and talked about how he had booked the singer slash host a dozen times and the singer knew who he was and exchanged greetings. It turns out the guy who did the booking was actually American. He then asked who the singer slash host of the yacht belonged to and the singer said no. And actually he didn't know who it belonged to. He received an invitation to the party and didn't know if it was a company or the owner who was throwing it. The booker then asked if the bedrooms were available for anyone to use. The singer slash host didn't know. The booker then asked the singer and host and the people telling the story if the two men wanted to join the trip below deck for some fun. The pair declined and the trio went on their way looking for a pair of bunks. The guy asked the singer slash host who it was and it was the offspring of a permanent A-list celebrity who was probably turning over in his very conservative grave. So... That's Cedric Martinez, who dated Lance Bass. Allegedly, Lance knows about the guys that Justin hooked up with and wants to talk about it. And it does not say who the offspring of the permanent A-list celebrity was. There was a short period where Cedric was like going on a lot of podcasts and talking about all this shit that he had seen, like living in Lisa Vanderpump's house. And he I'll never forget him talking about how, first of all, I will always believe that Cedric, for anybody who watched like the early seasons of Beverly Hills, I believe that Cedric was like a sex doll for Kim and Lisa. Like him living in their home was so weird. And Lisa being like, well, he's paid to feed the geese. It's like, he's a 30 something year old man. It's weird. And he talked in a podcast about how Lisa had this like room for celebrities at her restaurants where they could just like go and like do all the debaucherous stuff that they really wanted to do like the drug room basically Hmm. it's kind of like in hotels when there's like a whole thing happening outside of everybody's if you're not if you don't know you don't know what's happening it's like that at Lisa's restaurants where there's like a door that leads to like a glamorous room where all of the celebrities are just like fucking and doing lines of coke (laughs) fucking and sucking yeah This A-list really bad actor has ignored texts and calls for nearly a year from his former boy band mate. That, of course, is Justin ignoring Lance. And we jump to 2021. This former boy bander slept with these two actors but remains on good terms with them. And that is JC sleeping with Matthew Morrison and Chase Crawford. Oh, God. Fucking Matthew Morrison. Go away. (laughs) He was alone. Honestly, that's a lot of dimple chins in one room. (laughs) <laughs> for a man who is truly truly d-list we talk about him like he's meryl streep matthew morrison is a-list in blind items he is he really is it's crazy we are now in 2022 and this blind is called this can't be happening boy bands are a lot of work to create back in the day there was one particular boy band in sync that was a lot of work and very expensive to get it to launch all of you know the band most people unless they are big fans don't know that the band which is u.s based needed europe to launch the band into the stratosphere of fame all that work has been done and everything was ready to go 
Europe had been conquered and the U.S. was next. Then one of the band members, Justin Timberlake, decides he's in love. This was not one of the random hookups from European fans. This was something else. A fellow singer, Fergie, who was on the same label and had been signed to the label at just about the time this whole U.S. launch was about to happen. The pair met at a label party. The fellow singer was nearly a decade older than the very underage boy bander. The fellow singer had been around Hollywood for a long time. She's been having sex with producers and other men since she was barely a teenager. The boy bander was no match for her and thought he was in love. When the record label heard about it, they had a mixed response. They thought it might be great to have two label mates be a couple. The manager, Lou Pearlman of the boy band, went ballistic. He spent a ton of money and everything was perfect and he didn't need the older singer corrupting his underage singer. Looking back, that's ironic. What finally convinced the label to take the side of the manager and force a breakup was the news that the older singer's drug problem might taint the image of the perfect teen boy bander. Plus, the label executives like having the female singer and the other women in the group to themselves. So our boy bander had his heart broken. So again, that's in sync. Justin Timberlake, Stacey Ann Ferguson, aka Fergie, and she was with Wild Orchid at the time. And honestly, like he was 16 and she was 24. Like that should have never been a couple to begin with. I know that's one of those couples that I think people are like revisiting on the internet now. Like I see a lot of people talking about that on TikTok and just being like, how the fuck did that happen? And like, what was going on? Because it's always like, you just don't hear about younger men with older women in the industry. You just don't hear about it. I mean, yeah, even Cheryl Cole and Liam Payne, which we talked about in some recent episode, I know. But even I remember when they got together at first, I was like, oh, my God, that's so cute. She's known him forever. Then I was like, oh, my God, she's known him forever. Yeah. And I think that it would surprise people who aren't like in the know that Fergie was just like so all over the place. Like Fergie ran in like the Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie crowd, like Paris and Fergie were like best friends for so many years and when you look at all of Paris's like old photos from her storage unit they're all with Fergie right like coked out pictures with Fergie it's crazy how crazy is it that she hosted that great pretender show I used to love that show right now Fergie has lived like 13 lives (laughs) she's a 10,000 year old woman and she's not great at any of those lives except for cartwheeling She's great at cartwheeling, correct. She's incredible at a, as a cartwheeler. <laughs> I like her rendition of the national anthem. <laughs> Saying you want to replace a foreign-born A-list actor in a role is not the same thing as actually being able to act well enough to do it. That is the issue facing this A-list singer bad actor. And that is Hugh Jackman for Professor Harold Hill and Justin Timberlake. It says Justin Timberlake and talks to take over for Hugh on Broadway. Good God. I'm shocked he hasn't tried Broadway yet. I know. I was just thinking that. How has he not been in a Broadway show? This weekend, this A-list singer did a favor for his long, long, long time friend and former co-star. After all these years, they still have never told anyone about the child they gave up for adoption. Justin Timberlake, Nikki DeLoach. And yeah, obviously we talked about that in a pop culture episode maybe two or three weeks ago or a month ago. 
And there was this Instagram that came out claiming to be Justin's long lost daughter has since been disabled. Shucks. Mm -hmm. And the Reddit thread has been taken down. But I mean, some of it was kind of honestly, like if you shove enough pictures of someone with someone in my face, I'll be like, probably, I don't know. But that's kind of how it felt. But she had like pictures of him with his sons and like them dancing at a wedding. Maybe it was very tilt your head. Well, the pictures made it. I mean, like I had always hear it, heard it as like hearsay, but I'd never seen photos and it was weird that there were pictures of her the like alleged daughter with his family and like dancing together at a wedding yeah yeah and it also made me realize a lot more people believe that to be true than i realized like now that it's something that people are talking about and it is all over tiktok and stuff a lot of people have been like no i've always thought that that was his daughter like it's so weird i, I just didn't i didn't even know that that was a thing Speaking of reunions, this huge boy band that never has reunited was going to do so without the biggest name, but he wouldn't let them use the name of the band. So no go on tour for now. And that, of course, is Justin not letting them use sync. So in parentheses, it says Lance says he would pick Darren Chris to replace Justin Timberlake. Somehow that works. I could, it would work. Like, Darren Chris is super talented. As much as he's, like, annoyed me over the years, he has a great voice. He's very charismatic. I get it. Yeah. And, like, we know that he can lead a group of men singing. We've seen it. We've seen him do it. (laughs) We're now in 2023, and this is an Oscars blind. This former boy bander from an A-plus list band thinks he might have a career comeback, so refuses to dump his longtime beard. And that's J.C. Chazay. Do you believe that it was J.C. holding up the reunion? Because Chris was like, no, Chris in his voice, whatever his voice is. He's like, no, it's not Justin. I'm not going to say who it is, but it's not Justin. I think they just had to make it seem like he wasn't the villain. So eventually he would come back. Yes, I agree with that. I think that it's more that than anything. I guess I could see a world where J.C. is like, I don't know if I want to be that famous again. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a very cushy life. I don't know where he... Like, I don't know where JC's money comes from. It can't just be royalties, right? There's no way. And, like, he literally hasn't worked. You know what I mean? Like, he really doesn't work. Well, allegedly, he's a ghostwriter with Max Martin. Oh. So I heard that from This Must Be Pop Pod. Allegedly, JC helped write some 1989 songs with Max Martin originally and just, Mm -hmm. like, works alongside Max. Oh, I could totally see that. Because wasn't he a big songwriter for NSYNC? Yes. JC, and, not Max. I know Max was. Yeah, but JC wrote some of their biggest like ballads. He's a great songwriter. Mm-hmm. So I can totally see that. I love that for him, actually. And allegedly, he's also writing a play. Okay. It's like about bathhouses or something. <laughs> it's about being a closeted pop star. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. If that's true, I really love that as a career pivot for him. This music award organization had no problems giving a woman beater an award last weekend, but still didn't want to honor the permanent A-list, illiterate singer because of something an A-hole A-lister did to her almost two decades ago. So that's the Grammys giving Ozzy two Grammys and then Janet, they like still don't want to acknowledge because of Justin, which is insane. This A-list actress slash producer was clearly upset that her A-list singer slash actor husband was a no-show at her big event. I hope he isn't cheating again. 
And that is Justin Timberlake not showing up to the Cruel Summer premiere. This A-list singer slash really bad actor wanted to prove to the world that he could make music and have it be successful without the one named rapper slash music making legend. The singer slash actor couldn't and now had to go back to the production genius and is going to have not only split the money 50-50, but the credit as well. So that's Justin partnering again with Timbaland. That song did nothing. No, it was horrific. Honestly, the NSYNC song died out pretty quick too. This former boy bander who's not foreign born is working on secret music with the North of the Border singer who had her heyday many years ago, Justin Timberlake and Nelly Furtado, which is true. It already happened. Yeah. This A-list actor slash producer knows she is going to be cheated on again by her higher on the list husband, but just accepts it and moves on for the sake of the kids. And that, of course, is Miss Jessica Beale. With a new album and movie coming out, this A-list singer slash horrible actor won't do a full reunion tour. If anything, it would be a one-night-only thing that would be filmed. There's been a lot of buzz about them doing a big halftime thing. And that's Justin and, of course, in sync. This married A-list singer and his longtime married A-list collaborator are in a battle over the affections of a woman they both have been trying to sleep with for a few weeks. God, so that's Justin and Timbaland allegedly fighting over who's going to sleep with Nelly Furtado. This A-list actress turned producer more than actress and her higher on the list singer slash actor husband are living separate lives. When is the Jessica Justin divorce announcement coming? I hope sooner rather than later because I can't. Do you think it'll be end of the year or start of next year? I'm going to say that I think it would be start of next I don't know maybe end of the year because now I think that book has really amped amplified whatever negativity is going on in his life I'm gonna say end of this year I'd say start of next year god it has to happen it's I'm so sick of it it has to happen and also like even in these blinds the way that Justin is described as the higher on the list you know he's the more famous one like it used to be like a glow up for Jessica Biel to have like quote gotten him and now it's like, how much are you willing to deal with, girl? Right. And Jessica Beale is like beloved by millennials in a weird way. She doesn't have to be a good actress. We just love her. <laughs> she was Mary Camden. It's true. And she has like, I don't know, like she has like an open door policy, I feel. That mm-hmm. if she randomly did something great, people would support it. She's just one of those people. Like The Sinner. That was a great show. Yes. And she was actually really good in it. So now it's just interesting because it's like she's the higher on the list one than him. So I, I do wonder how that'll play out. Every business his former boy banner has opened has crashed and burned. Every business his wife has started has crashed and burned. So the permanent A-list golfer should really watch his back and look at the books. So that's Justin, of course, and Jessica, Tiger Woods. It says Tiger Woods and Justin Timberlake's new sports bar coming to St. Andrews. Scotland. I didn't know that they were opening a sports bar. I think they're opening one in Times Square. Oh. That's like the rumor. And if it opens, Troy, we need to clink glasses there. Absolutely. Listen, I can now say, I don't want to get into too much detail because I'm embarrassed. I can now say that I've gone to the Olive Garden in Times Square. Oh, me too. Okay, good. Because <laughs> it's the only Olive Garden around here. And when you want unlimited pasta and breadsticks or whatever, you got to go to Times Square, I guess. No, my friend Dexter and I did a staycation and stayed at Margaritaville, got super stoned and went to Olive Garden. How was Margaritaville? 
so fun. Everyone should go to Margaritaville in Times Square. It's just like, it's a beautiful experience and everyone's delightful. I heard that it was actually like a lot of fun. It is. This A-list actress who's married to an A-list singer slash bad actor now used to hook up with the actor from the Decade show who hooked up with everyone. So all that to say, Jessica Biel, who's now married to Justin Timberlake, one time hooked up with Wilmer Valderrama. Come on. I think I've probably hooked up with Wilmer Valderrama. I just don't know. (laughs) You know what will stop the bad press for this A-list singer slash horrible actor? You know what will turn it 180? A one-off reunion show with the boy band. That is looking a lot more likely than it was a month ago. (laughs) Uh. With as much cheating and money issues and lawsuits and a million other things that have gone wrong in this relationship between an A-list actress and her A-list singer-slash-bad-actor husband, him not telling her about an abortion from two decades ago does not even register in the top 100 things gone wrong in their relationship. (laughs) Jessica and Justin. Can I just say something about that really quickly? As far as like the abortion, a lot of people have been messaging me about this. Well, it's kind of teetered off now, but I do not believe that every time is about their aborted baby. Oh, okay. At all. I think that Britney has always been very clear about what that song is about. I think it's about their relationship. Do I think that there's maybe elements of that in the grand scheme of that song? Sure. But I think this narrative that that song is entirely about her having lost a baby is not true. And didn't she herself say it's about like a rebirth? Yeah, like it was supposed to be about a reincarnation. Like, because originally she was supposed to kill herself in the video. Mm. Supposed to commit suicide in the bathtub and, and drown as a way of letting the public know that she was like not in a good place. And then the baby being born was like, she was in her Kabbalah era. So it was like the baby was her being reborn but they had to re-edit it because her team thought that her killing herself was like too much for a a video that was going to play on mtv so they changed it and like it's a little out of context now but i don't believe that that song was about the baby i'm sorry (laughs) this a-list singer slash horrible actor must have promised his former bandmates more one-on-one time for them to be defending him as much as they are And it says Lance Bass hopes fans will find some forgiveness for Justin amid Britney Spears' memoir. Lance, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Lance is like, Justin said he would come to our vow renewal. As him and Britney are like linking arms to take a sip of champagne to celebrate the downfall of him. Oh my God. (laughs) So, so yeah, those are the other members of NSYNC. Like I said, very JC and Lance heavy. We got that one fun Joey blind. (laughs) <laughs> and the one Chris Blind talking shit. The only other thing I found out about Chris Kirkpatrick, allegedly his wife is a lot like Leanne Luttrell, Brian's wife, Ryan from the Backstreet Boys, if you're familiar, nightmares. Yeah. And she attacks people online who speak badly about NSYNC. So check our reviews in about a week. <laughs> okay. Well, I just want to say publicly that I've always loved his Moesha braids. I love that he loves a protective hairstyle. <laughs> Honestly, I thought Chris was so cute when he cut his hair and like spiked it straight up, like in the pop music video, I think. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, Chris is actually cute. I wonder what it feels like to be in a boy band and like never be desirable. Like, cause even Joey, I mean, I I think it was him that made the joke like, well, no, like Lou never tried anything with me because I was never his type. Yeah, I think it was Joey. 
I was not, quote, the looker of the group or whatever. But it is interesting. Like, I don't recall ever in my whole life. And I've been friends with a lot of women in a lot of different decades. And I don't recall any of my young girlfriends being like, Joey's my favorite. Ever. I had had one. Really? And it makes sense for her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I can't recall anybody. I do remember one of my good friends back in the day was like a, a giant Lance girl. Mm-hmm. But she also ended up being one of those girls that was like only ever in love with gay men. She and should like, just come out. That's what happened to me. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if this is like a you thing. But yeah, what an interesting, an interesting boy band to look back on. For sure. Honestly, obviously, I think Justin's rotted. I think there's a bit of mold on JC and Lance, but that's kind of that's kind of how I feel about them. Yeah, I definitely think that Justin's rotted. I actually am going to say that I just think that Lance is rotted. Yeah, yeah. I guess I was trying to like be nice because like he's so online. But you know what? We've already said so much shit on this podcast. I I can say Lance Bass is annoying and rotted. I think he's rotted. And I'm going to also say that I think JC's rotted because, you know, what's that saying about playing in mud or whatever? Then you're a pig or whatever. Like if you're around with Brian Singer in the mud, then baby, you are a pig. That's true. He is. He's been on that private jet a few times. Yeah, but Chris, <laughs> Chris and uh, and Joey. It's good. At the end of the day, it's almost better to be the forgotten members of a band because then you can just live your life. Do you think Howie Darrow gets like recognized often, or does he get more of like you look familiar? I bet he gets you look familiar. Are you, were you in blah blah blah? And it's never the right band. <laughs> were you in ninety eight degrees? Were you in 98 Degrees? Were you in O-Town? Which one are you? I bet it's very that. Yeah. Well, well, there we go. I hope you had fun with this InSync yeah. episode. I love when we talk like anything. Obviously, everyone knows. They're like, yeah, no shit. You love Lou- talking about Lou Pearlman. It's like, yeah, we do. Yeah. It's like a, it's like pornographic for us. It's our North Star. It does. It scratches some kind of itch. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure Boston tickets are still available. Subscribe, rate, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Talk about this over Thanksgiving dinner. Really prep, you know, maybe go back, listen. So when you're with your family members, you can be like, do you know ABC about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, write things down if you need to. Put some stuff in your notes app so that you have an arsenal. Maybe you want to piss off some members of your family. I'm always for that. And we are happy to be the vehicle to do that for you. So, you know, just lean in. And also, we hope that you enjoyed our New York show. Oh, yeah. We hope that we got to give you big hugs and swaddle you and made you feel safe. And we can't say who we are ta- we talked about. We'll save that for next week. Mm-hmm. But it's major. Just know that. It's huge. But we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.